listening to What We Do in Elysium, your source for news, strategy, and discussion for Vampire the Masquerade Rivals card game. Welcome listeners to what is the first of the, we'll call it Stream Hot Takes episodes. Yeah. And the first <laughs> episode of 2022. Yes, that is also another milestone. Uh, happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Um, well, we talked last time about how uh, we we want some news, we need some news, and we got a lot of news. We sure did, yeah. Um, um, we, are, we are recording this directly after the Vampire Wednesday stream, so you're getting our freshest, hottest uh, opinions on, on everything. Yeah, so uh, yeah, literally 10 minutes ago, um, the stream wrapped up and they, well, <laughs> yesterday, uh, people started noticing that some Facebook ads started getting run for a new expansion, and which were quickly taken down. <laughs> yes, it was uh, definitely not intentional uh, from, from what, what happened, but yeah. Um, but, you know, it built a little bit of hype, and, and they officially announced on stream, we have a new expansion coming. Yeah, uh, Shadows and Shrouds. Yes, which is uh, La Sombra and Hakata coming out either between March and April 2022, pen, you know, pending shipping. We can't have concrete shipping shipping <laughs> dates in this day and age. Um, but um, that's not terribly far off. Um, I definitely was hoping for maybe like end of February, March. Um, but hey, just having something on the horizon is feels good. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, so before we dive into that, there's just a couple other quick things we wanted to mention um, that they kind of talked about on stream and that I don't know that we've really talked about that much. Um, we might have mentioned them in the other in, in other episodes, but, you know, things like the, the deck builder going live and the um, event calendar you know they i know they're encouraging people to put put their events into the calendar um and i know i've seen people on like the discord and stuff you know asking about where events are and everything so hopefully again who knows but hopefully 2022 lets us have some more in-person events and uh so if you're scheduling those put them in the calendar uh so people can find them yeah it's it it, I haven't looked at it personally myself because I haven't. I, I do want to run events in the future, but I haven't actually looked at it yet. But based on what uh, Matt Holland mentioned, you just kind of fill out some basic info, uh, you know, date, location, stuff like that, and he'll just uh, approve it, and it'll be up on the website. So it seems like a pretty seamless process. So um, if you're trying to build like a community or anything like that, there are definitely people out there looking. Um, so I think it's a big gain for little effort. So if you're running any events. Try and keep that in mind. Yeah, definitely. And then also speaking of events, uh, they did say on the stream that we should have sort of the OP plan, organized play plan from them by the end of the month, sometime in January. So that's also exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting to hear. I know things are kind of getting a little crazy again, um, pandemic wise, but hopefully we'll have more lights in the future to look forward to. Um, they didn't say specifically what that would entail, like specifically prints, specifically OP kits. So hopefully we get just a giant smorgasbord of OP stuff to look forward to. 
Indeed. Indeed. All right. So let's start talking about new cards. Yes. Exciting. Exciting. This is always a fun, a fun thing to do. Um, yes. where we get to, to go on record with, you know, all of our hot takes and opinions that are obviously going to be outdated uh, almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, that's that's what's fun. So. All right. Well, let's go with um, with the titular Shadows clan. So that would be La Sombra. And as we got a, uh, a little Spanish lesson in the Twitch chat, the shadow. Um, yes. <laughs> so they have a cool new mechanic and I'm excited for this because it, it feels like it could branch out into a lot of different things throughout the game's life. Um, but their big thing is placing agenda, not on the agenda card. It goes on their characters. Um, so what, right. what do you think about that? It's interesting, right? So uh, I'm still not sure. They they sort of alluded to, you know, characters with agenda having a bounty on their head. So I'm not sure if it works like Marked Man, where if you defeat that character, they get the agenda, or if it's just, you know, that having a character with lots of agenda makes them obviously a big target. Um, I'm kind of interested to see that for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool... Yeah, it's a cool mechanic that you can play off of um, because, as they showed, they showed one or two of them, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But they have ways of essentially spending that agenda to do effects, um, and so it's like you can you can accumulate agenda on your characters, and then you can spend that agenda to do things. So it's a cool kind of secondary economy using tokens that already exist without you know adding a new <laughs> a whole new mechanic or something. Um, which is cool. I, I I am also excited about it. It seems like a cool, a cool thing that, like you said, has lots of potential, you know, going forward. Yeah, and uh, they gave us a little bit of background on Lasombra for you know lore plebs like us that don't know anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, so Lasombra are like big, proud. They're like you know all about winning. Um, their namesake comes from I guess they are able. I don't know if it was like literally manipulate shadows or it's just kind of a thematic thing, but they, they kind of said they use shadows as a tool, like to get into places or something like that. Right. Uh, oh, right. It, right. it actually right. has to do with the keyword. Yeah, you I was going to say, we should, the keyword? The, sure, the keyword. Uh, so they have, there's a new keyword, uh, reach, which is an ability we've kind of seen before. Um, so reach is specifically may attack characters in the streets from your haven. So that, like I said, that's similar to. Some other things we've seen, except in this case, uh, it is specifically characters, so no no mortals. Yep. Um, so if you run this with the sewers, you can just, uh, and you have a character who your leader has reach, you could just never leave your haven if you don't want to, which is pretty cool. It is. It is. Like that homebody deck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I think, speaking of shadows, something we didn't mention at the top was b- both clans, the Lasombra and the Hakata, share the oblivion keyword which oh, is yes. i guess that or not keyword uh discipline discipline um which is that that sort of shadow manipulation uh discipline from from what i understand so something i'm sure we'll dive into at some point in our <laughs> in the lore episode yeah so uh they last thing that they mentioned is they they have this is more of a expansion like uh, Wolf and Red is to where so the Lasombra have access to both rituals 
and wraiths and we'll get into more of the rituals with the hakata stuff um, but it all keys off oblivion so it, it's going to be one of those shared discipline uh, products right um and then the other thing going back to how they're big proud vampires uh is kind of the reverse of thin bloods i think they're i think it might have been mentioned that there's only maybe one three bp character and the rest are higher than that right yeah, exactly. And, you know, obviously we don't know what they are. They haven't, they weren't all spoiled, but that was what Anhyra was saying was that, you know, he thought maybe one or two, three VP, but most of them are going to be bigger than that, which is, which is interesting. Like you said, sort of the inverse of the, um, of the Thin Bloods, which of course is like, well, how are you going to afford it? Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a minute. <laughs> all right. So you want to talk about the, the, all of these cards are, we're going to say, like, they're the Haven, their agenda. It's from the pre-con deck. Um, right. So you want to talk about the pre-con leader? Yes. Well, at least, I mean, I, I guess we don't <laughs> technically know if it's the pre-con, but assuming they're following the same pattern. Oh, I think they said it was the pre-con. Oh, leader. did they? Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So these are also, to be clear, these are all cards that were spoiled in this stream. Um, we also got a free bonus spoiler because it was the two cards in the ad. So, you know, extra little hey. tidbits for us. <laughs> Um, so, okay, anyway, the Lasombra leader, uh, he's 6BP Marcus Kumnyama. Uh, he has two physical, no social, one mental. He has uh, brick wall, which I forget. Oh, man, we're too far gone to be forgetting our disciplines. Oh, man. Well, it's, it's uh, been a minute. Dominate? Dominate, Maybe? yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, Oblivion and Potence. Um, and he has reach. And as this character performs an action, place one agenda from the general supply on them. So, a way of getting agenda on characters right away, right? Yep. Um, and that that cool reach keyword. So, it's it's also important. You know, an important quick note is like your agenda is not limited, um, unlike prestige blood supply is. Um, like you know there's there's essentially an infinite amount of agenda tokens so like you you can stat you know theoretically if you have seven on him you can still get to 13 on your on your agenda card that's not they don't really and they're not colored so i I think there are there aren't things that key off like colored tokens on things or anything like that so that's cool um deciding which art i like better i think it's going to be the alt art for this one (laughs) <laughs> yes, I agree. I like. I mean, there it's a it's still a pretty good art, but but the yeah. alt art is just really good. So all, um, all just spoilers. All the art so far is awesome. Yes. I especially like the Hikata stuff. Yes, yes, um, yeah. And so for again for people like the the spoiler or the I guess the spoilers they showed on stream are the normal ones, but on the Renegade store page they have the alternate art of the two leaders, and both of them are amazing. Um, <laughs> And, and I mean, the regular art is good too, like we said. So yeah, he's, he's cool. He's a, he's a big, you know, he, he looks like a big stand kind of standard punchy man. Um, you know, he has that potence keyword, which we've seen on attack effects in the cat in the past. He's got dominate, which we know is an aggressive keyword. And then he's got oblivion, which we don't really know a whole lot about, but you know, nice wide discipline spread. Interesting. You know, seems like a pretty, pretty good start. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on to their haven, uh, the Tenderloin. 
the usual plus one secrecy and its leader ability is remove one agenda from X different sources you control. Uh, so tricky to remember that is say Marcus has more than one agenda. You can still only take one off of him. It's more than one source. Uh, right. And what determines X and your agenda card does count for this. Yep. Source. Uh, so you pay X less prestige to recruit your next character this turn, and you take that remaining um, any extra blood that you got discounted from your general supply. So with this, uh, Marcus can stay home and just generate value for you to get those higher characters out. Yeah, which again, so like like I said, how do you how do you afford your characters? How what do you do with that agenda on you? Well, hey, this this answers both those questions. Um, and, and it's cool because it also obviously encourages you to go wide with your agenda on characters rather than just stacking agenda on, on Marcus and, you know, letting him pay for everybody. Right. Especially if there's something like you were thinking like Mark, man, like what happens if what happens if my Marcus has three agenda on him and he gets knocked out? That could be pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. So, um, yeah, so it's it's cool, and then also I just want to note because the the Tenderloin as a name makes me laugh. It's actually a district in San Francisco. It's like a, mm-hmm. a neighborhood or whatever, so it's not named after a piece of meat. Um, <laughs> just, just important, important. Really, <laughs> but what if the neighborhood was named after a piece? Well, of meat? I, that's true. Maybe I should do. Maybe I should do a real life lore uh, episode <laughs> on the history of the Tenderloin. field trip to San Francisco, where we visit all the city ducks yes. and Haven locations. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's the Lissamba Precon Haven. Uh, why don't you talk about the Precon agenda? All right. So I, I, I think both these agendas are kind of weird, which is cool. Um, I think I feel like we've we've seen that in the last, like we saw that in Wolf and Rad, and we're seeing it again here. Which yeah, is, I'm all for cool. it. <laughs> um, so this one specifically is Prize Fighter. It's got a cool everybody fighting in. Uh, a bathroom or something i don't know it's a tiled floor uh so agenda as you attack a character put an one agenda on your attacker at the end of your turn put one agenda from a character in your coterie on your agenda card so now it's key to note that that agenda from the end the end of turn trigger does not have to come from the attacker it can come from any character that has agenda on it yes Yes, the, the the placement goes has to be on the attacker, but the end of turn can come from anywhere. So that's mm-hmm. yeah, that is cool. Um, again, it's an extra way of getting agenda on your characters. Obviously, goes into a, <laughs> a more aggressive deck, um, but it doesn't necessarily like it's aggressive, but it also is is still distinct from the other two kind of aggro agendas that reward attacking. So. It's I don't know. It's interesting. It's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested in this one because it allows aggro or just general fighty decks to just go a lot of different ways with their kind of lines of play. Because this rewards you for just attacking, even if you don't knock someone out, you're gonna get an agenda per turn as long as you attack with one person. Uh, you can attack a character, get the agenda have another character go get a mortal and that's two agenda one turn say you know you're going up against a defensive heavy deck and you just don't have enough damage to keep going after them and like 
relying on a coterie knockout, you're still getting rewarded for just attacking. Um, so I think this is this is going to be a really cool flexible card. I think this is going to go in a lot of different decks. Yeah, it is, and and it's a way of getting that agenda spread out on the characters in play for the various effects. Like, yeah, specifically for the Lasombra stuff, totally. Yeah, you know, and and so that's why another thing I'm really interested to see um, more. You know, <laughs> as as we get the spoilers for over the next several weeks, uh, you know, what all the pay agenda stuff does, because I think that'll also make you know make a difference. Yeah, I forget is attacking is an action, right? It's not yes. a separate thing. Okay, so theoretically, if you attack with Marcus. He gets two agenda on him, yes. and then you can wait to put one on the actual agenda card, and then the next turn you can. That's two free. That's a two cost reduction right there. Uh, turn two. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that is. <laughs> All right. Um. So then we got another. Uh, I think this was an extra card. I'm not sure we were supposed yes. to get this, but <laughs> uh, this one's cool. I like the art on this. Um, it's spooky. It is. Uh, it's it's a illuminated doorway with a shadow, but no person. Um, <laughs> so five BP Tenebrious Avatar, uh, inherently one shield, uh, every type of reaction. So range, physical, social, mental, uh, oblivion requirement, pay one agenda, plus four shields during this attack. Yes. Ooh, baby. Spicy. And they mentioned, so they mentioned on stream, any of the cards that require you to pay agenda, such as this one, you can either pay off of the character playing it or your agenda card. Right. So, you know, even if, so obviously this is really good with people like Marcus who put the agenda on himself, but even if you have a character without any agenda on himself, you know, as long as they have Oblivion in this case, you can pay an agenda from your agenda card to still get the plus four. So it is, it still has some flexibility and it doesn't ever punish you, you know, for put, for moving that agenda to the, to the card. Right. It'll be a little tricky because at least in my mind, because you, you could be think I could, I could see myself falling into this trap of thinking, Oh, this character doesn't have an agenda, but I'll still play this and then forget that character does not have Oblivion. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the character yes. still needs to have Oblivion. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that being my, I mean, it's obviously it's really strong because it's a four, you know, you can use it on any attack against you, which yes. is quite good. It is yes. five BP, right. but apparently for Lasombra, that's not really going to be as big of an issue. So, all right. Um, what are your other thoughts on Lasombra? That's all the cards we got for them. Yeah, for that's all the cards we got for them. So, I'm really interested. I mean, I'm a, uh, as somebody who likes running a low cost lower curve coterie i am a little not nervous is not the right word <laughs> but you know like i'm a little hesitant to, to play a coterie with a bunch of big dudes but i'm really interested by the agenda stuff um there's some you know cool cards so i'm i'm certainly looking forward to seeing what they are i think that how much i play with them will probably depend on yeah, like what you know? Can I get myself comfortable with with having a big, big coterie, big fat coterie? Mm-hmm. And that's the type of stuff I like. I like playing with the big characters, so I'm super excited. Um, I think uh, just going to the whole mechanic of spreading your agenda around it reminds me of um, Arkham, which, funnily enough, 
its agenda keys off of all doom in play where this is all agenda in play. Uh, I wonder if we'll ever get something like that, that kind of triggers something based off all of your agenda in play. Cause so far this, so far we get like one card that might reference or you can pay with all the agenda, but I wonder if there's something that'll come that like counts all the agenda and does something. Huh. That's interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't made the doom connection, but yeah, it is. It is kind of like that. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, like we said, I think there's a lot of potential space yeah, for, for totally. moving agenda, paying agenda off characters and stuff. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about that. All right. Uh, so we got the other half, um, the shrouds and that's the Hikata. Yes. And I guess they, they are all obsessed with death. Uh, they have their own flavor of rituals, which I guess in the lore are called ceremonies, but thankfully for the game purposes, uh, they're, they're just still rituals. Yes. They, they do work slightly differently, but they, right. they use the ritual, I guess, card type. Uh, card type. Yeah. And, and, the basic ritual mechanics, the difference is that how you put blood on them is different. Right. Um, so not only do they come with their own flavor of rituals, they also have wraiths, which are yes. something totally new. Yes. A new token. Yes, another um, new token, which we, <laughs> we, we're not quite sure how big it is because we got a couple different yes. uh, sizing comparisons. Uh, but I can't, between... I can't imagine it. Yeah, somewhere between a half dollar and an Oreo. Yes. <laughs> um, so there are six of them. And so basically we have a spoiler of one. And it basically, it just says Wraith on one side. And then on the other side, it has keyword relentless and the trigger flip slash exhaust uh, and the one that's spoiled says when attacked the attacker loses one blood cool seems good uh how does that work yes so uh when you make create a wraith and and we will get to thankfully the uh <laughs> the extra card we got the bonus card we got is a way of making race so we'll get to that but when you make a wraith you pull a mortal out of the burned pile and put and attach them to a character to the character face down and put a you you have your stack of six wraith tokens which are all different shuffle them up randomly pick one you get to look at it but it's random which one you get and put that token with the you know the wraith side face up on that mortal card right so that all your opponent knows is that you have a wraith but they don't they don't know what ability it has um and so then at the appropriate time you can flip which triggers and you can also exhaust which triggers so like the very first time you can trigger it twice so for the one we see the first time that that character's attacked, you could make the attacker lose two blood, which is a pretty nice <laughs> yeah. know, smack back. Um, after that, obviously, you can't flip it over again. It's already been flipped, but you can still use the exhausted ability once per turn. Right. Uh, so what do you think about that? I'm a huge fan. I mean, I was already kind of a fan of the spoilers just because I like the idea of spooky ghosts. Um <laughs> And then I, when I read about the mechanic and the whole flip exhaust thing, and then it's like, 
it's not, I mean, it's kind of mind games as to like which wraith you have. Cause obviously, you know, there's six of them pretty quickly. People would come to know what those six effects are, but you don't, they don't know which one you have in play. Um, and I, I always kind of, I always kind of enjoy things like that where, you know, you don't get to pick it's random even for you. I'm, I'm sure they're all going to be pretty, you know, pretty decent abilities, but uh, they don't all trigger off of attack. I right? I think that was one thing. He yes. Said. Yeah. They are not all about attacks. So, yeah. So it's not like they're all going to be, you know, defense abilities. They're, they're going to be all kinds of different stuff. Um, so like I can, you know, sometimes you're definitely going to be hoping for the, this Wraith, but you know, I don't know. It's that, that's kind of stuff. So I always love that kind of stuff, that kind of mind game, you know, Oh, are you sure you want to attack this uh, kind of stuff? I love. Yeah, I'm totally all about the mind game stuff too, and it's, it's kind of like a gamble. Uh, if you're on the other end of it, it's you know, does does he have the lose one BP one? Does he have the lose? I don't know, you know, whatever other effects there could be. Um, that's the type of stuff that creates awesome game moments for me. So I'm right. I'm excited. Um, one more thing about that: if the vampire that uh, has a wraith gets knocked out the mortal and the token are removed from the game yes so you only ever get to cycle through those six wraiths once uh right. i mean if you if you have a game where you went through six wraiths you're probably doing pretty good already but <laughs> right right Which, yeah like i'm 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 happy with that because like you said i mean i doubt very often you'll ever get six all six wraith tokens into play and so by cycling through them you know having everything rfg it just kind of prevents any weird like cycle combos you know yeah and we'll talk about why it'll be probably few and far between you'll get all six out uh once we get to that card right um but otherwise some other descriptors for how the Hikata or that Hikata play um it's kind of the reverse of the Lissambra uh they're smaller vampires um yeah although I mean the one we see is six so I I think it's fair to say there might be a more even spread Right, I think it's fair to say they're probably more more along the lines of like a Malkavian, um, where it's just a lot of threes and fours rather than thin bloods. Right, but um, they like to be in torpor, which <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that with the Haven, and um, and to counteract that because you might think, well, they like to be in torpor. To, you know, what about the money? Uh, they have, I guess, they also have ways to gain that prestige back. Yes, we haven't seen any of it yet, but that's what we were told. So right. they also have sense. a pretty, pretty dope uh, card template with yes. the skulls it's on the so top. It's so good. So good. Um, all right, well, uh, let's talk about the leader, uh, Annika. Both versions of the art, phenomenal. Yes. I don't know how I'm going to pick which one to play with. Cause I know. I really, I really don't know either. Um, so 6 BP. One physical, two social, zero mental. Um, oh, here we go with the disciplines. I'm going to have it. Uh, Auspects, fortitude, oblivion. Uh, as you play a ritual, you may move one blood from any number of your characters in torpor to that ritual. Uh, the first example they gave of uh, who you might want to pair this up with is Bad Penny, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it would, that is actually what prompted them to say uh, to kind of flesh out more of the they want to be in torpor abilities is because everyone was like, "Wait a minute, that seems bad." <laughs> right. Um, 
so yeah, I, I think this is uh, whereas I already forgot his name. Marcus was kind of a more obvious strengths. Um, Annika, we're probably gonna have to wait to see more supporting cards. Right. Uh, to determine oh. how good she'll be. Yeah. It's also, I think it's important to note too, right? That, that ability, if you, <laughs> if you kind of squint, you can see it as like discard a card to put a blood on a ritual when you play it. Right. Right. Cause you can discard a card to heal a character torpor, uh, especially if they're even because of the way that the, you know, that the turns work, how many turns it takes for even versus odd to get, right. to get back yeah. into play. But yeah. It, Interesting. It, like you said, she she's clearly an engine for something. We just don't know <laughs> exactly what all it plays with that yet. Yeah, uh, even outside of just what other Hikata pieces we're missing, uh, I'll be excited to see if once the rest of those pieces do show up, uh, if she ends up being a better quote leader for any like Tremere rituals. Because mm-hmm. um, as we'll see with the Oblivion ritual, like you need Oblivion for those, but for her specifically, it can just go with any ritual. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, Annika. Uh, why don't you talk about their Haven? So their Haven is the Eternal Life Mortuary, um, which <laughs> sounds like, I don't know, sounds like someplace out of a sitcom to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it is it has a very odd leader ability. So remove two blood from a character in your coterie. This may reduce them to zero. Uh, so normally when you pay a cost, you know, you cannot reduce a character to zero PP or zero blood. I mean, this you lets you do that uh, also defeats them, which we learned. So yes, all of you Jesus memers. There you go. Here's another card for Jesus juice. Um, <laughs> so the, anyway, so you remove the two blood to burn target unattached city deck vagrant or citizen in the streets. So, you know, right off the bat, that's potentially not bad, right? Because there are now decks that care about vagrants. Sometimes you just want to deny citizens. But also, as we just talked about the wraiths, that gives you wraith targets that you can... Wraith fuel. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I like this a lot. Uh, I think... It can fit into... I, I always try to think of how many different decks this can fit into. And the, the first thing that came to mind was the for this was... Um, I forget the name of the Wolf and Rat agenda that cares about citizens and mortals out in the streets. Unattached. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that can pair up with that. That'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, more, more towards the... You want your Hakata vamps to be in Torpor. Um, so that kind of fuels that too. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm huh. I think the strength of this will largely depend on how good the torpor stuff is. Right. Because this is definitely a steep cost like for a generic deck, right? I mean like we already have we already have um the Royal Retreat which kind of gives you the same thing. It's obviously it's a little bit different. It's better in some places worse than others. The one that lets you, you know, discard um uh, a mortal from the streets it right but like that doesn't have any blood cost right so i think this is going to be pretty dependent on how much do i like my people being in torpor right 
Yeah, and Royal Retreat discards versus burn, which for Hakata specifically, they they care about the burn pile. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So let's see what we got next. Uh, their agenda. Yes. This, was, this one is super interesting. Yes. Um, death death for is more, only the beginning. For more than one reason. Um, so yeah, death is only the beginning. Exhaust, which is new. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for agendas, that is. Uh, if you have one plus characters in Torpor, gain one agenda. If you have three plus, gain two agenda instead. Uh, now, the reason that this has an exhaust ability is they wanted you to be able to trigger this uh, at what, whatever time you chose on your turn, basically. Yes. Right. Important to note, it is not relentless. Right. Um, so you can only use it during your turn. But, you know, if you want to combo it with, for example, that, that Haven, pay two blood off of a character to put them in torpor and you know that gives you your third character in torpor now you gain two agenda then you exhaust your agenda yep yeah so i think um again i I think most of the hakata stuff is uh wait and see territory Mm -hmm. uh it's gonna hinge on how good those torpor characters are but uh i like it it's cool it's neat yeah it, it is important to note i think a lot of people initial reaction was thin bloods but it doesn't really work that well with thin bloods because all of the one bp thin bloods come back immediately at the start of your turn so there's any, no any time during your turn well sure sure um but i mean even if even if they get knocked out during your opponent's turn they like they come back at the very start of your turn so there's right. no like window to trigger this yeah so it's not really that doesn't really combo very well with them <laughs> yeah no i meant more like uh say say you knocked out a two bp or a one bp thin blood they uh, right. just immediately come back on your turn <laughs> right right yes yes all right and then next we have the ritual um which if they if this really was an extra card and they were going to leave us contemplating how to summon wraiths I would have been a little salty. <laughs> I know, I know, that would have been very rude. But I, so I'm, I am glad that we saw this because this is extremely interesting. Yep, go for it. All right, so this is a ritual. Um, so again, it's two actions. I guess I don't really know if you'll be able to reduce this down to one action, like you will the other. Oh, that's a good question. No one, no one asked that. Yeah, I, that um, I mean, obviously, the other like. The other rituals you can reduce that with blood sorcery but i wonder if you can do the same thing with oblivion because this is an oblivion ritual right that could be an interesting differentiator of the types of rituals like sure. blood sorcery can make it more action efficient but, so yeah. anyway go ahead. um all right so yeah it is a it's ritual it's oblivion you require oblivion so for each burned mortal you may put one blood from the general supply on this card ongoing remove two blood from this create a wraith or like I like to say, summon a spooky ghost um, and attach <laughs> to a character in your coterie when empty, burn this. So this is probably just the very basic wraith generator. I'm assuming <laughs> there will be maybe another way to do them, um, but this is probably, I mean, it seems like this is the primary, you know, mm-hmm. primary engine for the wraiths. Yeah. Um, like they mentioned if there are like an odd number of mortals and you don't have ways to add blood back to this, there isn't much use to Like if you have five mortals, you have to take two at a time. Um, so not that I think it does anything unless it, the blood's just sitting there. Cause it's from your general supply. So 
right unless but you yeah, need, yeah unless you is, need that blood for something <laughs> right. it is a, it is a may because yeah because you know you could potentially be running low on blood and you you know you just want to be sitting there kill yourself <laughs> um plus i mean theoretically if if you have one blood on this it just it stays there forever and never gets burned so that one blood is kind of trapped right um yeah that's so yeah that's what i was trying to say <laughs> right yeah so i mean unless you have but it, important to note too right all the tremere stuff combos with this like so like all the ability all their abilities to put blood on rituals yep can put blood on the oblivion rituals just as well as as the blood sorcery rituals mm-hmm. and speaking of the tremere uh kind of synergies there's the, you know they have abilities to add blood to people in torpor um so putting putting someone in torpor for, you know, Hekata stuff might not be as bad if you pair that up with Tremere stuff that gets them out of torpor faster. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is cool because I feel like they interact in ways that, like, you can play rituals and they support each other, but they also still kind of do different stuff with them. So it's not like... I, f- I still think that you can play rituals, like, in, in either clan. You can play Tremere rituals and not have any Hekata. You can play Hekata yeah. rituals and not have any Tremere and like those decks will still be just as you know good yeah like these aren't the cards that are going to make the tremere cards like viable they're they still do their own separate things and and yeah exactly yeah exactly which is which is nice it's like they they but that's sort of the advantage Uh of you know using the same uh keywords or you know uh card type and frame and rules framework and stuff is that they can play off each other and help each other out and support each other rather than being two completely separate things that only fit in that clan. Yeah. So good design. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's all the spoiled cards we got. Um, outside the game, they, they showed us, I guess for Christmas, I, I don't recall who they said did the art for them, but they, uh, they have a lot of different uh, vampire art cards of all the Renegade staff members. Um, mm-hmm. So coming up at some point in the future, we'll see uh, the Mats and Dan, who designed or designer developed uh, Wolf and Rat. Uh, we'll see them all on cards in the future. Yep. Uh, we they also showed. Um, I think Katie was the is the one who does the video oh, right. stuff. Yep. And then and um, I forget. Was it? I remember her name. Her her dog's name was Tracer, which I thought was cool. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, um, she does something. She does something, and and she's in the game, and her dog. Yeah, really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so that's what we got for the stream. I was uh, quite excited. I mean, I was surprised that they actually showed as much as they did. Um, yes. I was expecting just uh, well. Before the the leak of stuff, <laughs> I was expecting maybe just the leaders and the box art, kind of like what we had for Wolf and Rat. So I was pleasantly right. surprised with the amount of stuff we were getting. Right. I mean, and it sounds it sound it seems like um, even even without that spoiler, they were planning on doing the leader Haven agenda at least, which yeah. is cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know exactly how much extra. I mean, I know we saw the two cards. I don't know exactly how much they were planning on talking about mechanics like wraiths, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited about this 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 expansion. It seems really cool and interesting. Yep. Yeah, and and weird. I like the weird stuff. So this this right. this is all you know brand new stuff for the like the framework of the game, and that's stuff I always like to see uh, coming in. So yep. like no, nothing that we've seen so far is like oh my god that's power creep or anything like that. So I'm I'm excited for that. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think it's, you know, it, this feels a lot like how I felt about uh, Wolf and Rat. Yes. Where it's it's like, oh, man, it's new stuff. It's cool. And like you said, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like, of course, you know, we haven't seen that much yet, but it doesn't feel like, oh, wow, like Marcus, who's clearly an aggressive guy. Well, I, you know, now we're not I'm not going to need to play Bruja anymore because now I have La Sombra. Like, that's not the feel of it so far at all. Right. Yeah, we, we haven't seen the Apex Predator yet. <laughs> <laughs> True. I'm sure there will be something. I'm sure that's fine. Strong, strong cards need to exist. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for this one. Uh, do you have any other parting thoughts for anything that was revealed today? Not really. Uh, I mean, again, super, super happy with the art. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I know that was something we talked about a long time ago back in the core set. Um, and it seems like pretty much at the very least the last few expansions, but I really feel like all three expansions have been doing a great job on the art. So it's, that's, that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. This one was all around awesome stuff. Uh, things I enjoy, I will enjoy looking at on the table. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, that will do it for us, uh, for this quick hot take episode. Um, Yeah. If you want to see any, uh, I don't know when they're going to put up the uh, like the stream re-recording up on YouTube. Uh, but since this episode is coming out the day after, if you want to check out our Facebook, I have screenshots of all the cards that were revealed, uh, along with uh, some hastily written notes about everything. Um, so go ahead and check that out. Yeah, uh, tell us what you think. Interact. Yes. Engagement, right? Engagement. Call to action. I'm calling <laughs> you to action to engage with our our facebook page boom (laughs) all right uh well with that i will bid everyone good night and well now i have to say it you with this expansion you kind of have i know i i I was gonna try to come up with something new for 2022 but i mean with ghosts no you gotta the year of the spooky yeah you gotta (laughs) stay spooky (laughs) all right good night everyone